Yes, folks, it's Thursday. It's 4 p.m. Central. We're going to be taking care of business. This is Pillars of Franchising. I'm Fred McMurray with my co-host, Ray Pillar. It's February 21st. Ray, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing just great. I tell you, the weather out here is amazing. I just love it. it it's so amazing, it changes every five minutes. We don't know whether <laughs> we're going to get snow, rain, I mean, and and we do, and we get it all at the same time. You know, snow, rain, sleet, wind, cold, warm, you name it, just every five minutes. That's what I love about this area. You don't like the weather? Wait a few minutes. Yeah, I remember saying that, too. And then, well, yeah, I got smart, and I moved to where it's sunny. The Pacific is just reflecting the sun blue skies and it's perfect hoodie weather um yeah i know it's all i I got one one word for that boring (sighs) yeah i know but you know what if i really dislike it i can come back to chicago and freeze my tail end off although i will tell you there you go they had they had you know how in chicago when it's like 50 below and and they have the warnings of you know you don't need to go out you shouldn't go outside because it's cold well we actually had those warnings earlier this week here of course oh, it was, was only it, 25 was it 50 below no it was 25 above which okay so we started cracking up because we were thinking if this were chicago people would be going out for a picnic instead of you know staying inside <laughs> So, uh, uh, before we get to our guests, now, and I want to get to our guests, uh, a bit of news. Our friends at the Franchise Consulting Company have a booth at the International Franchise um, Association's conference uh, starting this weekend in Vegas. And thanks to one of our other guests, Tom Porterfield, I'll be there. And uh, FCC has asked me if I'd do some uh, pre-record uh, spots uh, at the show so I'll be asking people some questions at the show and we'll be able to play them on later shows how's that for getting the word out that is really good you're, you're the man hey hopefully um, I'll have a nice little brochure done or at least a flyer that we can give them all out and and I'm thinking that they might even be able to uh, give them out at, at some of the Great American Expos too so it's all good. We're, we're we're making progress, my friend. Growing bigger and bigger and bigger. So, yeah. who's our guest today? Our guest is Craig Slavin. <laughs> I may have mispronounced his name, but I, if I did, I'm sorry. Anyway, he is. He has so many titles. I can't. I I, I would just waste the whole show telling him all all the titles. But probably most famous for his entrepreneurship navigator so craig welcome to the show thank you welcome thank craig you, gentlemen thank you thank you so Glad first question is where are you located and what's the weather like there which is actually technically two questions but who said i could count i'm a marketing guy yeah well i'm actually based in scottsdale arizona I uh, born and raised in Arizona, but I traveled around the world and traveled around the country and 
settled into Chicago for 37 winters. I've now been back here for four years, and it's freezing cold, rainy, and snow all around the state. Heavy, heavy snow. So welcome to sunny Arizona. You brought the weather with you, huh? (laughs) Oh, man. I'm telling you. But, you know, it's, it's a good relief from the hot, dry summer times when you feel like you're standing in front of a hot blow dryer face first, but uh, um, <laughs> it's all good. I, I wouldn't give it up. Uh, I'm glad I'm back here. So That's good. I remember, I remember being in, uh, in Phoenix once and it was when I learned how, what hot is. And I was there for about a week and I had a car and I was driving around at night. And it was about nine thirty. And I'm one of those people that no matter where I am, if it's summer or spring or fall, in other words, if it's not blinding rain or blinding snow, I like to drive around with the windows open. So it was the fourth time that I reached down to turn off the heat that I realized (laughs) I didn't have the heat on. That was actually the air coming in from outside. And I thought, damn, this is hot. And then the guy came on the radio and said, congratulations, folks, we're down to 98 degrees. And I went, yeah, this is hot. <laughs> but, you know, the, the heat out here is sort of like the cold in the Midwest. You know, once it gets to a certain point, it's just plain cold. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. It becomes a game to see how cold it gets. Here, um, you know, once it's 102, 103, whatever, it's hot. But I will say, you know, we, last year, we did get up to 110, 112, and there is a noticeable difference between 102 and 112. But I think it's easier to <laughs> – all degrees. I think it's e- that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you can feel it. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you didn't say it, but it's a dry heat. I hate that phrase. <laughs> but it's a dry oh, heat. Yeah. But it's a dry cold. <laughs> but, but I can tell you – and, and the listeners, it's a perfect 72 degrees in the office right now. <laughs> well, that's good. Oh, yeah. It's good. <laughs> so, Ray, what's your, what's your first question? Actually, from what I know, well, no, actually, go ahead with your first question, and then we'll figure out how you and Craig kind of know each other. Kind of know each other is right. Uh, well, uh, about... 16 years ago, I started doing research on uh, what I was going to do for the rest of my life, Um, and I apparently filled out one of uh, the uh, questionnaires that uh, Craig is famous for, and so he he managed to look that up, and I I really haven't talked to him about it, so so whatever he's found on it, I don't know. But uh, it should be interesting to see if there was any changes uh, in how I filled it up, how I filled out that uh, that uh, test, if you want to call it that, uh, back then as opposed to uh, now. Well, and, and I'm willing to bet there are some changes. The scores do go up. The scores do go down. Uh, mm-hmm. But you took you took the franchise navigator assessment. And that assessment's been in uh, 
in use now going on 24 years or so. Uh, and what happened was uh, uh, my core company is called Franchise Architects. I started that in 1979, pure management consulting firm, helping companies create an indirect channel of distribution. And um, I ran that company for many years. Arthur Anderson bought it from me in 88, 89. I bought it back in 91 because I was not a good fit for a public accounting firm. And then I established a relationship with Deloitte. So the Navigator became a useful tool at the very beginning for, for franchise architects because we, uh, I, I had clients that wanted to become more predictive in the recruitment and the selection of franchisees. So, you know, because they would sell franchises, award franchises, grant franchises, whatever the nomenclature is, and then call me and say, well, what do you think? Do you think this person's going to be a good fit or not? And the problem is, is that you really don't know until generally two, two and a half years after they signed the agreement because there's training time, there's ramp-up time, there's this, wait for the business to stabilize. And if it's a good fit, it's amazing. It's amazing. If it's a bad fit or a poor fit, it's the worst monster you've ever seen. It's detrimental to the franchisee. It's detrimental to the consumer. It's detrimental to the franchisor because their whole goal is to increase market share. The franchisee is looking for a business with a return on investment, and the consumer is expecting products or services the way in which they were designed. So I wanted to be predictive, and we assembled a mastermind. We researched assessment tools for little over nine years before we created the Franchise Navigator. And it's used by franchisors to create a profile and recruit candidates that resemble that profile. There's franchise brokers that use it, so they have a better understanding of the candidates of who they're talking to. And we use it at the franchisee level to help them reach their goals and objectives. And we refer to it as your own personal GPS system. So it's really no different than the GPS system on your smartphone or your, your car. If you boot it up, the first thing it's going to ask you is, where do you want to go? Well, and that is your goals, your objectives. What's, what's the end zone look like? The next thing it asks you is, what, where's the pickup point? What's your starting point? And most people don't have a starting point, which is why they never reach their goals and objectives. So it helps connect the dots for the franchisees. It helps the brokers in the communication with the franchise candidates, and it helps the franchisor grow their business with the right people. So it, it, helps, the, it helps the franchise he begin to realize that he needs to start thinking about where he's going to go. Because I would imagine a lot of people jump in this thinking, basically, uh, well, somebody told me to do this, so I, I'll, I'll give it a try. And without much thought beyond that, and, and, I, and that assessment will be, actually 
begin to make you think about the end. What, what is the end you have in mind? Absolutely. See, I'm a believer that entrepreneurs, franchisees, and by the way, there is a difference between an entrepreneur, a pure entrepreneur, somebody who buys into a franchise. It's identifiable behavioral characteristics that we can see using the navigator. But I'm convinced that business people, including myself, survive not because they do so many things right. They survive because they don't do enough things wrong. And when they start doing more and more and more things wrong is when the business starts to implode. The assessment not only is a behavioral assessment, and it's based on values because that's the basis of all the decisions that we make, our behavior, the way we act, the way we think, the way we talk. But it also drills down, and I I have to uh, give credit where credit is due. Ace Hardware came back to me about 14 years ago after using the Navigator for a while because they were interested because some of their new dealers, franchisees, were third and fourth generation, and they wanted to make sure that those people had the same fire in the belly that the first generation had. So they came back to me, and the person that was heading the the Navigator project for ACE ultimately went on to become CEO of ACE, and he said to me, he said, can we go deeper into somebody's DNA and figure out, you know, in advance where their strengths and weaknesses are? I said, I don't know. So we, we ended up, they partially funded the project, and we ended up coming up with a report that is delivered to every navigator assessment participant called the personal development chart that drills down into strengths and weaknesses in nine categories, entrepreneurship, salesmanship, customer service, operational efficiency, are they going to fall? People development, time management, accounting acumen, delegation. It goes across the four navigator profiles, identifies if it's a strength or weakness or an area of focus. And if it's an area of focus, we even give and offer coaching and training recommendations on how to increase the proficiency and productivity in each of those nine categories. It's a wealth of information. So, yeah, it helps. I can certainly see that. Especially when you're talking multi-generational franchises. Yep. Yep. You know, the bottom line is, is that success or failure does not occur because of the business model. Success or failure occurs between the ears of the franchisee and whether or not their head is screwed on right, whether or not they're going to follow the the system, they're going to fight the system. So I'll give you, for instance, one of the four profiles is the accomplisher. That's the fire in the belly. In franchising, high score does not win. It actually means that franchisee candidate or that individual is way too entrepreneurial to be involved in a rules-based system like a franchise. If it's too low, there's no fire in the belly. 
and there isn't a training program that a franchisor offers on the planet that will ignite that fire in the belly the first time. There's some that will bolster it, but there's nothing out there that will ignite it. So, so there are levels of acceptance in franchising that's very different than in the world of entrepreneurship. Well, even with that one category of entrepreneurship, I mean, different franchises give you more leeway or less leeway than other franchises. So, you know, uh, in, in the franchise I'm in, there, I, I feel as opposed to a, uh, a franchise like a, a hamburger joint where I'm sure that everything is pretty uh, pretty rigid, you have to follow you know what product to buy, where to buy it, and how, you, know, how, you know how much you're going to pay for it. Uh, as opposed to my franchise, I have some leeway in in the products I use in, in my industry. So, yeah, you know, so I, I really like it that way because <laughs> I, I I guess I'm uh, I like the freedom. If you know what I mean. Well, and, and there is leeway. I mean, there's nothing that takes the place of innovation. I mean, it was not the research and development kitchens of McDonald's that created the Egg McMuffin or uh, the Big Mac. It was, it was ideas and the fish sandwich. It was ideas that the franchisees had and contributed to the betterment of the entire system. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But there, there is a gap that becomes way too big where – that individual just doesn't follow directions, period. And that's not a good thing. And it is predictive. You can see it in advance. And you can simply tell somebody, listen, I don't think we're a good fit for each other. Have a good day, a good year, and a good forever. And those that do fit within the ranges, you bring them on board. And, you know, at the same time, you know, the, the difficulty that franchisors have is they, they really draw a line straight down the middle of the franchisee. And so you've got the left side and you've got the right side. Every franchisee in every system is given access to the same stuff, the same training programs, the same manuals, the same um, videos, the same intranet, the same support, and whatever. But if you ask franchise executives, okay, whether you've got 50, 100, 200, 500 franchisees, what percentage of them are high performers, mid performers, and poor performers? And it's like robotic, guys. It, it, they come back and they say, oh, well, you know what? It's a third, a third, a third. Well, we know from doing scientific research on the franchise systems, that's not true. But even if it was, it means two-thirds of their franchisee population are underperformers, yet they're all given the same stuff. So what is it about the franchisees where some are high performers, some are poor performers? You go to the other side of the franchisee, and you go to what's occurring between their ears, what their value system is, how they make decisions, how they behave, how they react and interface with other people. That is what causes success or failure. In franchises. Okay. I, I think you hit the nail on the head with that because uh, that has a higher weight in my mind than a, a lot of other skills that a, a potential franchisee 
would have in that emotional intelligence to meet, especially in dealing with employees. Go ahead, Fred. Sorry. Yep. All right. So um, this is a real interesting topic, although for a second there, when you said they draw a line down the middle of a franchisee, I thought, what kind of marker do they use and why would anybody let themselves be drawn on? But oh, I, sorry, I digress. Um, so next week's topic is um, uh, SBA franchise finance loans score. And uh, we've got a, a wonderful SBA uh, banker on as well as a, um, a couple of SCORE mentors that um, I've had the uh, enjoyment of, of meeting and working with. And it makes me wonder, is this test, a, test, is your survey or the Franchise Navigator adaptable so that somebody like SCORE could use it to help people who come to them and want to go into business themselves or help them either direct them into a franchise or um, say, no, you're, you're too high in the entrepreneurship. You need to go and start your own thing. I mean, is that a possible application? Absolutely. Ab absolutely. And there are some people involved with SCORE that do use it. Um, there are people in the, in the funding arena that do use it. Um, but ab absolutely. You know, it, the bottom line is this. It's all about people doing business with people. And the more you know about a person, and, and by the way, most people are not trained in proper interviewing techniques. They're not even asking the right questions. And, and this is especially true with people in franchising in the franchise development department. They're interested in points on the board. So they're going to treat everybody the same way and put them into this funnel and this and that. It doesn't work that way anymore. That has changed. So, yes, anybody that's interfacing with somebody else, the more you know about them, instead of pushing information at them, you begin eliciting information from them. And you begin to, to realize what's important to them, how they make decisions, because people make decisions differently. Some people make decisions quickly. Some people, Ray, like you, you, you spent 18, 19 months researching the franchise. And the odds are you probably had other people, a spouse, a partner, friends, advisors, whatever, that you ran ideas by. So some people make decisions by consensus. The more you know about that person, the easier it is to connect the dots and reach a conclusion. Okay, so a quick, uh, actually, Ray, you know it's what, that, what time it is. So we're um, going to take a quick uh, pay the bill, so to speak. I do want to say to everybody that I can see hanging out on the website, you can hit the chat button and ask a chat button. And we got a bunch of people on the site um, hanging out there. So uh, you can do that. We want to thank the Link Local Network for uh, carrying our broadcast and tell people that they can call in to listen or uh, ask questions at 323-580-5755. That's 323-580-5755. And like I said, you can also ask questions through the PillarsofFranchising.com website. And now a word from our friends at the Franchise Consulting Company, whose booth I will be uh doing short interviews with at IFA convention in Las Vegas. 
Ever wonder how successful business people get educated about franchise business options? The Franchise Consulting Company is a group of over a hundred franchise professionals with more than 2,000 years of franchise experience. We help our clients select and investigate franchise companies. And like a realtor, our services are free of charge to you. Our fees are paid by the seller. Reach out to us to learn more and get a free copy of the Franchise MBA, the number one bestseller and highest reviewed book on Amazon in the franchise category. Our website is thefranchiseconsultingcompany.com or feel free to call us on 800-321-6072. Or folks, if you put a request in through the Pillars of Franchising website, you can do it from the form on the front page We'll make sure you get a copy of that book also. So that's actually a new deal. So back to you, Ray. Right. Uh, yeah, I was thinking uh, uh, during the commercial that one of, one of the things that I need to caution <clears throat> uh, potential uh, uh, franchise buyers is you're going to get a lot of advice from a lot of people. You need to take everything with a grain of salt. It's like fake news today. You know, you're going to hear some good things and you're going to hear some bad things. And t- just take it and, and utilize the information you can from it and and move on. But don't take any one uh, thing you hear as, as Bible. Unless, of course, you're listening to the show. Oh, right. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I would like to add that there's a lot of experts out there. And my definition of an expert is anybody that's more than 500 miles away from their mother. And <laughs> you can call yourself an expert. <laughs> now, uh, folks, like I said, you get, we keep adding more and more folks on the website. You can uh, hit the chat button and uh, ask questions. Wow, they're really hmm, – Craig, you're a, you're a hit there. They're really loading up on the site here now. Whoa, great! You better be interesting. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I, I've been in the franchising space for 40 years, and um, actually going on 45. I won't tell anybody, and I don't necessarily <laughs> give out the correct date of year that I was born. But um, you know, I've seen a lot of changes. I love the commercial on TV for Farmers Insurance, where they say, you know, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. I love that commercial. Right. I think it's great. Uh, you know, I, I, I've seen, I've seen the franchise graveyard get filled up, and I've seen the franchise successes, and the ones that were they're so mediocre that they'll never do anything. But you know, what the the main change that I have seen, because when I started years ago, there was a handful of franchisors. Now there's almost 4,000 franchisors. The companies, the franchisors that recruit the best and the brightest people to help build their business so that they can recruit the best and the brightest people that are a good fit and focus in on people, those are the ones that are going to survive in the future. It's not about points on the board anymore because when you bring somebody on that's not a good fit, you, you move into a whole different space that I refer to as the Asians. 
the litigation, the arbitration, and the mediation. And that's not franchising. It's distracting. It's brought a lot of franchise companies down. And the franchisors that have been through it will do everything they can to avoid it. And being predictive in the recruitment of candidates is the best way to be predictive. So when you talk, you talk, you've used the phrase predictive. Um, yeah. Give us a sample of the questions on the the franchise navigator. How are they predictive? Or, or I guess give us some of the sample of some of the predictive questions or questions you think well, that. It, you've determined are predictive. Yeah. It's not that the questions are predictive. It's the results are predictive. So, so here, here's the exercise that we go through and we're really the only ones that do this because, you know, we get the franchising space. So when a company comes to us and says, okay, we want to be predictive. And um, the first thing you have to do is create a match And Webster's definition of a match is when somebody or something resembles somebody or something. So from the franchisor standpoint, we try to get as many of the existing franchise operators, single unit, multi-unit area development, to take the navigator. We then have um, questions or a scorecard that is created where the franchisor uses their own internal KPIs, key performance indicators on how they measure success, and they grade the franchisees. Once they grade the franchisees, and we have the four navigator scores, which are percentages that range between zero and 100%, we have a team of independent statisticians that will go through this data We do a lot of data mining. And what they'll end up doing is creating a sweet spot or a range for each of the four navigator profiles, which is taking somebody's value system and chunking it down into four distinct aspects. We know the minimum. We know the maximum of where the high performers score. All inbound candidates then get measured against those metrics. That's how it becomes predictive. So it becomes predictive for the recruitment. They get the the equivalent of the green light, yellow light, red light. And then from operations, training, and field support, they get the insights on a predictive basis of where the strengths and weaknesses are of that individual so they can play to the strengths and bolster the weaknesses. That's how it becomes a predictive model. And it works. Um, we, we had a, uh, um, a professor from Arizona State University go through, I think he went through eight or nine of the statistical analysis that we did for projects, including Regis and a whole bunch of others. And he came back and he said that because of your benchmarking process, you have between a 90 and a 95% probability of being able to identify a high performer for a particular brand. That's how it becomes predictive. Wow. So one, one size navigator does not fit all, does it? 
you you are no. customizing your navigator to the franchisor. That's that exactly. No. Yep. Yep. And, and it's customized single unit, multi unit area development because there's different skill sets involved with each one of them. Um, and, and then beyond franchising, we also operate in the non-franchise space where we've created a profile of a high-performing entrepreneur. So somebody that's looking to get into business, they could go through the entrepreneurship navigator and see how they stack up to a high-performing franchisee. Now, interestingly enough, because the, the core assessment for the navigator never changes, the output, the deliverables, and the metrics do, we help franchisees recruit people that fit for their own business. So if they're a multi-unit operator, we help them recruit general managers, assistant managers. In fact, one company in the food service industry had us go all the way down to the cashier and create a profile for a cashier so that they're recruiting the right people with the right customer service attitude to help bolster sales. So it's, yes, it's not a generic psychometric tool. We didn't want that. We wanted something that can be customized to a brand and customized to a culture. Culture is a whole different conversation that we can talk about. But if you think about it, the navigator is values-based. It really keys in on an individual's value system. Because face it, we're all wired differently, but the one thing we all have in common is a value system. And that value system is instilled upon us at an early age, either by our parents or somebody of major influence to the family. But what happens is as we go through life, the value system doesn't change, but the experiences that we incur do. And when a decision has to be made, or activities need to be performed, what do we do? We dig deep into our value system. We try to anchor it with something that we've experienced in the past, <clears throat> positive or negative, and then it comes back out. And when it comes back out, it comes back out in the form of decisions and activities that are congruent to the value system. So once we know the value system of an individual, we know how and why they do what they do. I mean, have you ever scratched your head wondering why somebody just did what they just did? In reality, what they did is perfectly acceptable to them, but maybe not to your value system. That's where the disconnects occur. Culture, whether you're building a company, you're building a brand, is, is nothing more than taking the key stakeholders, whether it's the FBCs, the corporate staff, whatever it might be, and blending all of their value systems and their, their navigator scores into one. That creates culture. So we help franchise ors recruit staff at the corporate level that fit the culture and are a good fit for the organization. We don't do it based on resumes or job boards or how many franchises somebody sold, we do it based on fit. And that's how you, that's how you develop and, and maintain and grow a company culture. Many of our listeners 
are uh, listening because they're thinking about buying a franchise and getting into business. Do you have a navigator for them that can kind of guide them in which direction to look or not? We do. We we do. And as, a, <laughs> as a matter of fact, a number of years ago, I think it's about eight years now, because we've done so many of these customized profiles, Ray, for all these different brands, and we know the liquid capital requirements and we know the geographic preference. We re-engineered the navigator and we call the, the system connect me, connect me to the right franchise. Because the fact of the matter is, as you say, you know, you could ask 10 different people, what's a good franchise for me? And you're going to get 10 different answers. And it's all based on what they think is right for you. So we offer connect me. It's up at franchise franchisenavigator.com forward slash connect me. And the individual will take the navigator assessments. And it, one of the questions is amount of liquid capital that you feel safe investing in. Another question is geographic preference. When they click on submit, our proprietary backend system then goes into the database of all these different brands and all these different franchises, and it searches for matches, and it pulls them out. And some companies match up to three different companies. Some companies match up to a lot more. So we then coach the individual, and through a process of elimination, some people don't want food, some people don't want this or whatever, we end up with companies and business models that are best suited for that particular individual's navigator profile. We've made a lot of placements. Okay, so for, for at this point, still need to pay the bills, so we want to take a, another break for one of our sponsors, and as we continue to get people listening on the site, uh, remember, you can chat with me, and I will happily... Uh, Ask Craig your questions or make a snarky comment at Ray if that's what you want me to do. Um, and reminder, you can call in at 323-580-5755 or visit www.fillersoffranchising.com. And now a word from our sponsor. There we hey, go. Hey, franchise owners. How is your local marketing do you feel like you could use some help keeping up with your social media posts and comments and reviews? Do you wonder if you could be doing more to attract local customers? Are you able to identify new move-ins to your local area? At Westvine, we help franchisees like you reach more local customers through digital marketing. With daily monitoring, creative content, and ad placement, and customer data intelligence, We'll get your business in front of the people who want your products or services. We also work with franchisors who need an agency to handle the digital marketing for all of their locations. If you're ready to reach more local customers, give us a call at 805-265-5440 or visit us at westvine.com. That's 805-265-5440 or westvine with a y.com. And Ray, we're back at you. Yeah. 
one of the things that uh, came to mind is uh, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are, again, potential entrepreneurs, is uh, let's get that information back out to them, Craig, and how they can contact you or take the uh, uh, assessment that we had just talked about. Yeah, it's, uh, it's connect me to the right franchises. And if you go up to FranchiseNavigator.com, one of the tabs is connect me. We do charge a fee. We charge forty nine ninety five because we have to process the report and whatever. It will take approximately 10, 11 minutes to complete, and you'll receive your personal development chart within a matter of minutes in your inbox. And we will receive the companies that you match up to. We have a whole team of certified franchise navigator coaches, and they're, they work very closely one-on-one with candidates and walk you through the entire process. They'll do the brand introductions. They'll help arrange financing, whatever needs to be done. And um, it, it's really a cool process. We take the mystery out of trying to find out which is the right franchise for you. And with 4,000 choices, that's a difficult thing to find. It's not like it used to be. (laughs) So what is Intelliversity? Well, I'm on the faculty of Intelliversity. It's uh, based out of San Diego, and it's a primer for entrepreneurs to to, uh, prepare for and receive funding. So it bridges the gap between the business that you're in and preparing that business so that it's ready for, for funding. And by the way, I can tell you that behavioral sciences, which is what the navigator is all about, which is why my book is Franchising is Full of BS, not that BS, <laughs> behavioral sciences. Oh. <laughs> it, 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 the, the behavioral sciences part of the entrepreneurship plays a key role. There's a lot of people with a lot of money, and there's a lot of good businesses, but the entrepreneurs that are running them are not prepared. So they're not going to get the money. So it's a, it's a preparation and um, uh, launching pad for entrepreneurs to receive money, to prepare themselves and receive cash infusion. So I, I feel this, the same way. When, when, when someone calls me an SOB I, SOB, I say, how did you know I was the son of a bartender? I mean, my <laughs> father, he, he owned saloons uh, all over Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That, that's that's so, great. So does this, um, in Televerse, you said prepares entrepreneurs to get funding. Is this just new entrepreneurs, or is this uh, people who've had businesses for two years, three years, five years, or need, uh, need funding to expand? Yes, all of the above. <laughs> That's simple. All, yep, all of the above. You know, and, and what happens is is that you, you know, once somebody realizes that they don't know what they don't know, 
It doesn't matter how long you've been in business. If you keep an open mind and you want to become the best at what you do, or you want to improve profits, you want to improve um, you know, your productivity, you know, this, this is resources. You know, and you know, I've always said the definition of intelligence is being able to draw upon your resources, and Intelliversity is a great resource. So what's the website for Intelliversity? I be, you know what? I, I don't know it offhand. I believe it's Intelliversity.org. Okay. Well, tell you what, folks, we'll make sure uh, we add that to the um, – Craig's bio page on the pillars of franchising.com. Another resource on success in franchising. A Ray. What's that? I said, isn't it Ray? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have a good time folks. We love this show. Thursdays are my favorite day. I said that earlier today. Thursdays are my favorite day because I get to uh, talk with Ray and a whole lot of smart, intelligent people. Go Pillars of Franchising. I I tell you what, I look forward to the show every day, every Thursday. I do. I really do. We've been blessed by having smart people. So back to our smart person (laughs) on today. Um, when so, uh, with respect, franchise navigator, um, that's more. So I'm I'm kind of confused. Is it that somebody's going to work with a franchisor and the franchisor says take this test, or should people just come to you and take the test as they're trying to figure out what franchise they want to buy? Well, there's there's two different paths. Those that have not been in contact with a particular franchise or, or brand can go directly to the Connect Me. Those that are talking to a, a particular brand, if they're a client of the Navigator and they want to grow their company with the right people, generally after the first introductory phone call, the representative of the brand will say to the individual, hey, Fred, thank you for your interest. And just as you want to see if our brand is a good fit for you, we'd like to see if you're a good fit for our brand. And we'd like you to take a brief assessment. It's going to take you 10 to 12 minutes. It's not going to cost you anything. And by the time you're done, then we'll come back together, we'll look at the results, and we will be able to tell mutually if we're a good fit for each other. And they send them the link. So the franchisor gets a copy of the results. The candidate gets a copy of the results, and it's done very early on. And we educate our franchisor clients, why spend a lot of time, energy, effort, money, and resources with a candidate that could never execute the business model? So it's a filtering system and and a time management system for the franchise or development people to spend their time correctly with the right people. Hmm. So, Craig, you've been intimately involved with franchising and, and on both sides of the desk and, and in many aspects and, and many types of franchises. So over the past many, 
many years that you've been doing this, where you, you you've seen changes. Where, so where do you see us uh, franchising in the future? Well, you know that's that's a very interesting question because um, franchising is a business strategy. It's an instrument used to grow businesses, to grow indirect channels of distribution. You know, a direct channel would be company-owned and operated. And a company, if they haven't got the money, haven't got the people, or they haven't got the time to develop their channel strategy on their own, they'll look for alternatives. And one of the most successful, if done correctly, is franchising. So franchising becomes sort of the vehicle to grow the business. And, yeah, there's a lot more companies that are involved in franchising. I can tell you that there's a lot of companies that are ill-prepared for franchising. They don't get in terms of everything that has to take place in order to franchise your business successfully. So there's a lot of people that will take a company that has one location. It's founded by the entrepreneur. They're running the core business. They convince them they should be franchising. Now that individual is also franchising their business, now they're in two different businesses. If they spend time growing the business, the core business suffers. If they spend time at the core business, the franchise business suffers. They shouldn't be in franchising at all. But what has happened is franchising has, and, and, and people inside franchising, have given franchising a personality. It has its own SIC code. Well, I don't think it should. I think each segment, each industry should have its own SIC code. And the, the franchising process is an inanimate object, yet they've given it a personality. And you'll see ads that say, franchise with us. Huh? It, it makes no sense. So what, what I am seeing and what I am going to predict is – we're going to see a fallout. We can't have as many franchise companies out there as there are. And they're going to peel off like the skin of an onion. And the, the strong ones that are well-prepared for growth, that understand all of the aspects that it takes to be successful, are the ones that are going to survive. <clears throat> so a candidate that's seeking self-employment needs to look and take a hard look at themselves as to whether or not they want to be an early adopter with a young emerging brand or whether or not they want the maturity of a, of a well-established brand, you know, to, to, to become a part of. So we're going to see a fallout. The franchise graveyard is not full yet. We're going to see a lot more. And I can tell you that the franchise graveyard is full of companies that have grown too fast, where they've outgrown their ability to support franchisees, or they've grown by poor selection of franchisees. You know, they'll, they'll sell a franchise to anybody that passes the mirror test. And, and the cost of doing business today, the cost of the Asians is just way too high to mess around. So it's no longer the roll of the dice. You know, some companies, some people 
had better odds going, you know, moseying up to the craps table this weekend in Vegas, putting a blindfold on, rolling the dice. They've got a better chance of success. I will also say this, that there's a lot of misinformation about franchising and the success rate of franchisees. And years and years and years ago, the Department of Commerce, I remember this, it was about 30 years ago, they came out, the Department of Commerce came out with a statistic that said 90-some-odd percent of all franchisees are successful. It's not true. It's not true. Um, that, that person happened to have met, um, Ray, your father at one of your saloons. And um, <laughs> I, 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 I remember exactly when it happened. But it came out with this statistic. And there's no statistical data that says being a franchisee will give you a higher success rate in business. Here's what franchising offers. And it's no different than going into a Lowe's or a Home Depot. If you have a project, you have two choices. One is do it yourself. And if you're an entrepreneur and you don't want to follow rules, you don't want to follow instructions, you assemble all of the ingredients for the project, all of the tools, all, everything that you need, and you do it. But if you want that help, then it becomes do it for me. And you'll contract with somebody who will assemble all of the tools, who will assemble all of the, you know, the, what you need for the particular project, and they'll do it for you. That's really what franchising offers. It offers the person that wants to be a part of, that doesn't want to be the originator, that doesn't want to go through the trial and error of finding out what works and what doesn't work. They want to leverage to tap into the resources that the franchisor offers. And in that particular case, franchising will work for them. But when you cross them, when you take somebody that really needs the help and they try to do it on their own, mm, not a good fit. Or you take somebody that would do it on their own and they become part of the franchise, not a good fit. What would you say are some of the key indicators that a potential franchise owner should be looking for? In the franchise or? To, to buy franchise. Someone uh, thinking about going into business. Okay. Well, it, it's going to depend are, are on we, the brand. We can reverse that. What, should, what are some of the key indicators of franchises they should stay away from? Um, well, in using the Navigator, a very high accomplisher score or a very low accomplisher score. But, but by the way, in the Navigator, high score does not win in franchising. It's a moderate scoring process. So the four profiles in the Navigator are the accomplisher, which is the fire in the belly, the drive, the influencer, which is communication skills, the associator, which is the interpersonal skills, how well you get along with other people, whether or not you go out of your way to be liked or be accepted, and the contributor. And the contributor is selflessness. What can I do to enrich the lives of the people I come in contact with? So in the Navigator, we look for 
spikes. We look for peaks and valleys. That's not good. So we look at, how, okay, if somebody does have really high scores in one, really low scores in other, how can we help them balance it? Because the truth is they'll be, end up becoming a, a better business person. So if one of them is skewed, that's where the value system is. So if, 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 if a person has, and everybody has all four profiles, there's a dominant and the subordinate. So it's sort of like uh, the dominant is, is the lead actor in a play, and the subordinates is like the supporting cast. They all have influence. If somebody's a high dominant contributor, then they're not going to gravitate towards a business that they consider trite. They'll actually gravitate towards sciences, medical sciences, their doctors, their nurses, social sciences, social workers. And if the scores are really high, they become tree huggers. So you have to look at where, where your value system is. And, and the other thing is this. The mistake that's made is passion. People will buy franchises based on passion. Well, you know what? Just because you love frozen yogurt doesn't mean you got what it takes to run a frozen yogurt business or a chain of them. The, the other thing is, is money. I've been quoted in the media over the years as, you know, just because you can afford the airplane doesn't mean you're qualified to be the pilot. So passion, intellect, and money all has to blend together. One of my favorite graphics is an animated heart with arms and legs, and it's facing you, and their left arm is, and above it is an animated brain with arms and legs, and its right arm is coming down, and they're holding hands. And the caption is, follow your passion, but take your brain with you. Yeah, so it's a blend of the two. Uh, not not to get too confusing with uh, with passion. Uh, having a passion for frozen yogurt is different than having a passion for the business that you're potentially going to run. I think you do exactly. need that passion, you know. Uh, but no but you are you're right. You know, uh, I mean, in the beginning, I was kind of looking for a technical a franchise of some kind, and uh, I, I ended up. Uh, with a Molly-made franchise because I have a technical background. But I think my passion for business is uh, you know, very strong, and that, that has led to uh, my success. Right. You, you, you have to have the passion, and you have to have the intellect, or you have to be able to obtain it. You can't obtain passion. That, that's inside you. But the intelligence is another reason why somebody would buy into a franchise so that they can skip the trial and error part of owning and operating a business. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to uh, take one last uh, station identification break and one last commercial, come back for some final words. So, uh, I want to thank Link Local Network for broadcasting us, and as always, you'll be able to uh, listen to us on uh, just about every 
podcast directory known to man, go to www.pillarsoffranchising.com. You can look up all, uh, most of the places we're listed under the podcasting uh, uh, page. And you can also, if you are a franchisee or a franchisor, fill out the form to uh, request to be on the show, as well as get a book, uh, get one of um, Nick Neonakis's book, fill out that form, and we'll get that sent to you. And now, the final sponsor. Ooh, that sounds like a movie. Zarian Firm International Business Brokers is truly unique in the business resale space. While the average business broker uses one standard multiplier across all businesses and industries to value a business, Zarian Firm is the only business brokerage that looks at the five factors of distinction in each individual business. This gives our sellers a true value and our buyers a fair price. Zarian offers sellers the choice of three marketing packages based on how quickly they want to sell their business but all of our businesses sell 33% faster than the industry norm. Zarian Firm International Business Brokers connects premium investors with validated business opportunities. And as a reminder, folks... I will be at the in uh, afternoons on Monday and Tuesday. I'll be at the Franchise Consulting Company booth at the IFA show in Vegas. Stop by and give me your thoughts on what's hot in franchising, and then we'll play it on the show later this year. So, Craig, what's your final thoughts on you'd like to tell our listeners? Well, I, I, I think that, that franchising is here to stay. There's no question about it. And I, so. I think that, yeah, no, there's no question. But it has changed dramatically in the 40-plus years that I have seen it. Um, it was the Wild West many, many years ago. I mean, I was putting together franchise programs for companies before there was a legal definition and reason to use the word franchising. That didn't happen until October 21st, 1979. And I've, I've been doing this since 73, 74. But, but I think, you know, it's a part of, of being smart. And it, it's a part of separating yourself from the pack. The more you can do that. And, and it's not about your, your, your pizza. It's not about your maid service. It's not about, um, you know, wh- whatever product or service you're offering. It's about positioning. It's about positioning yourself for growth. And, you know, one of my pet peeves is when a new emerging company that's based in Nashville, say, for instance, or Charlotte, starts selling franchises in Seattle, San Diego, Jacksonville, and Boston. That is not a market penetration strategy. That's a franchising strategy. And all they're interested in doing is selling franchises and putting points on the board. And that's something that a, a franchise candidate should look at is whether or not the franchisor is doing things to build the brand, to build the awareness of that particular brand, as opposed to fragmenting itself. 
and that kind of strategy fragments itself. So I, I, I think we're, we're getting to a point where we are going to see a filtering down, which is going to be a good thing. It's going to be a good thing for the franchisors that shouldn't be there, and it's going to be a good thing for the candidates, um, you know, in terms of what their choices are. And, you know, it, the bottom line is it's all about people doing business with people. And the more you know about people, the, the better you're able to connect the dots between what their needs are and what you're offering, the stronger your system is going to become. I mean, I've been a franchisor a number of times. Ray, you're probably familiar with uh, Giordano's Pizza in Chicago. Yeah, yes. I ran that company for five years. And I wow. inherited franchise. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's like, I, I, yeah, it's almost like Kleenex. You're, we're going to go get a Giordano's. <laughs> you, really? That's the best pizza around. Yep. Yep. They finally opened up a couple here out here in, in uh, the Valley. But, mm-hmm. but when I took over uh, as president and CEO, I inherited franchisees that mm, probably should not have been part of the system and I've dealt with them and it's not easy it's not that they're not good people they're, they were all really good people it's just they weren't aligned so that alignment is going to become the key to franchising success in the future and I can only say Ray, your last question. You get to take us out, my friend. Well, uh, I, I, I think we've covered so much, and it's it's just a pleasure talking with Craig, who's been in the business for so long, and and, and seeing the, all the changes uh, that that have you know come by. And I'm not sure did did we answer the question where you think? Yes, we did. Uh, where we think so no, there's one other. Future. There's another question we got. He's you got to answer your last question. You always ask. <laughs> Come on, you can do it. All right. All right. Well, I I want to ask that question. Uh, I think we were able to answer that. You know, and that is how people get a hold of Craig. Did we not? Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. but it's always good to end the show with that one. Oh sure. Yeah. Uh, so, Greg, you want to take us out with that? You know, basically a, a little tidbit about the, the future of franchising and how do we get a hold of you? Sure. A- 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 absolutely. And, and by the way, if somebody wants to contact me, um, feel free. My email address is craig at franchisecentral.com. Uh, and I do want to say that I- I've been blessed. I've worked on projects in and around the franchising space that, uh, are absolutely exceptional. And I've traveled around the world. Um, I've worked on projects in India, in the Middle East, in the Gulf region, in Singapore. Uh, we had offices in Australia. I, 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 I've learned a lot. I've met a lot of different people with a lot of different cultures. I've tasted a lot of food. And as a result, I've also learned a lot of different foreign languages. So today, I now speak Russian, French, Thousand Island, Blue Cheese, and Roquefort. <laughs> <laughs> das Vidanya. 
That's right. That's right. So, so franchising has been very good for me. I mean, I've walked the halls of, of Disney when we created the Disney stores. And I remember the first time I went to Cupertino, California to work on the Apple store uh, project. I was wearing a three-piece suit and in walks all the, their whole mastermind team in T-shirts, uh, tattered jeans, and Birkenstocks. That was, that was the last time I wore a three-piece suit to Apple. So it's been a fun ride. I've loved every minute of it. Um, and, you know, I, I'm, I do everything I can to impact franchising in a positive way to help make people perform better, to help people make better informed decisions so that everybody's happy. Well, awesome. And on that one, we'll say thanks for being on the show. We're going to have you back. I look forward to um, learning more from you, and I look forward to seeing you at the IFA show. Um, Ray, Next week, we've got another great show. We're going to have uh, SBA financing loans and how to score with them. Ha, 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 ha. Um, <laughs> so, folks, uh, this is Fred McMurray, and you are who, Ray? Uh, Filler. Fillers of franchising. This is Ray Filler signing off. And this is Fred McMurray, and I'm signing off, and we'll be back next week on Pillars of Franchising. Same Pillars channel, same Pillars time. Thanks, Craig. Thank Thanks, you. Craig. Thank you, gentlemen. For the, thank you for the opportunity.